Not by myself. I'm with you. To make honey, young bee need young flower, not old prune. Well, I don't have a costume anyway. If have costume, you go. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one pruny minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us one more time today from Reflex Point, a Robotech podcast, is Major Medina. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Excited. Yeah. So much stuff to talk about. This is minute 36 of The Karate Kid. It begins with a quick commercial break and ends with a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Uh, <laughs> trust me it'll, it'll all make sense <laughs> I do have something to talk about a quick commercial break but I do feel bad because on Wednesday and I've been holding this in since Wednesday like I went through Thursday just feeling so terrible but I felt like Major you had some stuff to talk about uh, Daniel's jersey so uh, I'm, I obviously went into a rabbit hole but uh, I want to let you get out what you wanted to say about that Oh, you know what? It's just, it seemed weird that he's wearing a Chargers jersey. Um, right. It, for me, I was i was just wondering, was this a gift that his mom gave to him? Kind of to, <laughs> to you know, hey, we're moving to California. Here's a San Diego's Charger jersey. Yeah. Or does he actually like the team? And if he does, why does he never bring it up? Like, yeah, we're moving to Reseda, but at least I'm going to be close to uh, San Diego. Well, maybe it's a new thing in his life. He just discovered them. <laughs> yeah. yeah well i mean you know and he's not living in san diego he maybe he should have like a rams jersey or 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 if he's so attached to where he used to come from because you know back in jersey i mean we had the we had the moves back there uh <laughs> i had some great moves uh maybe he should have had like a like a jets or a, i don't know there's other football teams giants yeah, I would have definitely imagined something at least East Coast. Maybe right. he's uh, just a graphic design uh, nerd, and he likes their logo. Yeah, yeah. the little lightning bolts. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's a slick-looking jersey. I like it. Um, and we had actually seen it before uh, during the title sequence uh, when they're when they're pushing the car out of the, the uh, Canyon Portal Motel. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, his stunt double was right. <laughs> right. That, that wasn't right. them, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've done a little bit of research here. I went down a rabbit hole, but let me get out my dumb joke as the answer to our question here is the reason why he's wearing a Chargers Jersey, not because it's chargers, but because it's a Jersey. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not going to top that, people. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Now I have some football facts. Matt, get ready. <laughs> get, get your pillow out. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> I know. I'm just as excited. I was so excited to read read about this stuff. But, I mean, you know, we're minute-by-minute minute podcast. We have to give all the answers, all the things. Uh, I will next be going into uh, the different uh, types of mops uh, or rakes that are in this uh, this minute as well. Uh, hold on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Wes Chandler 
is the uh, football player who's number 89 uh, Daniel is wearing. Um, he was originally a player for the New Orleans Saints before he was traded to the Chargers. And from 81 to 87, he played for the Chargers and did his career best. Uh, 1,032 receiving yards, nine receiving touch- touchdowns, and an average of 129 yards receiving per game that year, which is still an NFL record. Yeah, that's right. I know sports facts. Uh, <laughs> according to the website Geek Aid, uh, in the uh, article titled "Daniel Larusso, the Fraud," he <laughs> says here. The author says, "Quote: The jersey in question is number eighty-nine. Eighty-four. West Chandler wore eighty-nine for the Bolts." If Daniel was trying to fit in, why not wear quarterback Dan Fouts jersey? He was wildly popular at the time and much more iconic than Chandler. Don't get me wrong. Chandler was very successful wide receiver for San Diego from 81 to 87, but Fouts would have helped young LaRusso blend. There's more to this than attempted assimilation to California life. Funny thing here, Chandler was traded to San Diego in the middle of the 81 season. Hmm. Maybe he never wanted to play for San Diego. Maybe he didn't want to live in California. Maybe Wes Chandler didn't want to leave his friends, family, and teammates in New Orleans, the team that drafted him. Could Daniel have identified with a fellow reluctant SoCal transplant? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That sounds like a conspiracy theory. (laughs) It's nice to hear other people overthink things. You know, just football guy, like talking about football stuff and like stuff. I have no, I have no idea what people are talking about. That's the one with the rackets, right? (laughs) Yeah. How come? How come I can know all the Star Wars facts and I'm a nerd, but if you know all the sports facts, you're cool. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Although the Star Wars facts are getting to be cool too, so I don't know. Um, Some more. uh, West Chandler facts. Uh, he represented the Chargers in the Players Union, and in '87, as most NFL players were, who were in the union after the big NFL strike that year, he was traded to another team, the 49ers. He played four games after being traded before he retired. He says, "Quote: My heart wasn't in it. It had nothing to do with being a quitter. It was more about real life decisions." Um, so he went on to coach. Uh, uh, several football teams well, uh, help receiving coach, which is like a special, uh, like a sub coach or something. Uh, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Browns. And in 2001, he was inducted into the Chargers Hall of Fame. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of sad. He, he he gets drafted. He does like his career best. He's awesome. And then he decides that he's going to represent uh, the players and this big strike happens and the NFL's like, all right, we'll get rid of everybody who, who did that trade that person away. And, uh, and then he went to another team he didn't like and ended up just quitting. So that sucks. Sad ending. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how the association, like this is, you know, this is how, uh, um, this associates to karate kid part four where, uh, or you know, part three, or I don't know. Part yeah, the next Karate Kid, Daniel doesn't show up because he got traded to <laughs> the 49ers. I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to say like I've never been into football, but like as a kid, I always wanted a football jersey because I thought it made me look kind of tough. <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of like this big shirt, you know, not like I had much muscle to, but like anybody who wore a, a a jersey, it was like it it, it wears on you kind of loose, you know. Because you have to fit the uh, 
the the stuff underneath it, right? What's cooler, a jersey or a Letterman jacket? Ooh, I think a Letterman jacket might be cooler. <laughs> well, if is, is it a Star Wars jersey? Because <laughs> that's way cooler. <laughs> I uh, looked up this jersey. The uh, hero used uh, uh, jersey, the prop, uh, the costume um, on eBay. Uh, can you guys guess how much this jersey sold for? His and, actual uh, jersey that from the movie, actual, the actual one he wore. I'm sure there were several, but you know, this is it was. It said it was hero uh, screen used uh, '89 jersey. So, can, can you get, when was it? When was it sold? Uh, I think it was like. Um, I'm, I I I didn't write that. I think it was like 2012, maybe. Okay. Okay. It was, it was I mean, still, you know, if it was sold, <laughs> if it was 1990, you know, I'd, I'd probably guess a little bit different. Wow. Um, mm. I'll, I will go under and I will say five grand, five grand. Okay. Well, Matt, mm-hmm. if you guess closer to the price, uh, if you get the prices right, you win this game. Oh, I already said nine. Oh, you said nine. Yeah. 9,000. Oh, that's why you said under. Okay. Uh, well, Matt, you did get closer, uh, but <laughs> it was $50,000 this oh. jersey sold for. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unless, I mean, it, unless it was for charity. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, I mean. Well, I told like, so. Well, I guess it was see. eBay, so probably not. <laughs> you see it, uh, you know, like you said, you see it in the beginning and then like th- throughout the dance and then later to the, you know, huge scene with the Cobra Kai and the skeletons and all that he's wearing this. So it's a whole lot. So who not doing a minute by minute podcast would even notice this jersey? <laughs> <laughs> huge karate kid and feel compelled to pay $50,000 for it. <laughs> Uh, and who knows? It might have been resold. I mean, this is just something I kind of happened upon on the internet. I was like, fifty thousand dollars! Wow. Um, and I, I think it came with like Ralph's autograph or something. But uh, yeah. Um. All right. Okay. So, well, that explains. <laughs> so, like I said, this minute starts with a quick commercial break, and that is, as we've been hinting all week, Daniel helping himself uh, to a soda from Mr. Miyagi's fridge. And uh, I felt like this is another kind of show don't tell way of telling us that, you know, time has passed and Daniel and Miyagi have been hanging out. Like Daniel is now comfortable enough to reach into the fridge and get himself a soda. Like, do you think Miyagi drinks Sprite or does he have Sprite in there for Daniel? He doesn't (laughs) seem like a Sprite drinker. (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. And Daniel feels you know, uh, comfortable enough to just walk into the workshop and wait for Mr. Miyagi in there. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that is, that's good. Uh, show don't tell. Definitely. Uh, as we've discussed before at the time, Columbia pictures was owned by Coca-Cola and they insisted that their products appear on screen. (laughs) Didn't, uh, wasn't there another scene with pop or something earlier? Yeah. Uh, And, and, and Ralph held the logo away from the screen. Nope. No, uh, you might be thinking about this scene, actually. Um, oh, okay. the, the thing we talked about earlier um, was the Minute Maid in the breakfast scene. And uh, Daniel literally has to say, like, uh, I forget what the quote was, but he literally has to say Minute Maid. 
um, and the, the the orange juice is turned toward the screen at all times. <laughs> now we have a scene where we have to show off a can of Sprite. And taking into account how much Ralph reportedly hated this, uh, watch what he does here. And folks, feel free to follow along my description, uh, like the Zapruder film it should be <laughs> followed along. <laughs> now, here we go. At 36 minutes, two seconds, he grabs it with his left hand, not showing it to the camera. 36 uh, minutes, four seconds, he turns toward the camera, pointing the can in his left hand, still not showing the logo. Uh, six seconds, he's walked past, uh, he's walked behind Pat Morita, and he's holding it in front of his chest, and there's just no logo. You don't see it. He's covering it up with his hand. He pops the top. Um, nine seconds, he puts it back in his right hand and takes a big gulp, still covering the logo. <laughs> like, imagine how the Coke execs were, like, fuming. <laughs> like, come on. Do you on. think they even checked, though? The Karate Kid is happily drinking a Sprite. Why can't we see the logo? <laughs> I'm sure they did, because uh, as we go on here, uh, four, 14 seconds into this minute, uh, he switches hands again, not showing the logo, and holding it down behind the pumpkin as he's about to prop himself on a stool. Okay. Then 17 seconds in, he pushes himself up on the stool and he turns the can's logo toward the camera where he holds it for maybe one second. And you can see Ralph Macchio is looking irritated as he's doing this. <laughs> I don't know if you have it going on in front of you, but... The last thing, the one thing I wanted to note here is that they finally got the shot. The logo is facing the camera. It's in the Karate Kid's hand. But guys, do you remember where he's holding it? <laughs> is it in front of his crotch? It's right in front of his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to think that like knowing how much he hated this, that he's just holding it there on purpose. Like, yeah, here's your shot. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't like just like hold his middle finger over it or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just like the best part. It's like, yeah, here's your shot. And it's one second. And then suddenly, boom, like his other hand is holding the can, covering the logo again, and you just never see it again. Uh, one other fun fact. Uh, there's a there, uh, Kyle Eastwood, uh, Clint Eastwood's son, uh, auditioned for the role of Daniel LaRusso. At this point, he had on his resume... Uh, Josie's son, uncredited, in The Outlaw Josie Wales, Orphan, uncredited, in Bronco Billy, and then he co-starred with his father in Honky Tonk Man. These are all Clint Eastwood films. So when Kyle auditioned and he failed to get the part, his father, Clint, banned all Coca-Cola products from the sets of his movies from then on out. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. I wonder if he stuck to that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, 30 some years later, I wonder if he's still doing that. No <laughs> Cokes, just Pepsi. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, I scrubbed through that, uh, that, th those seconds so many times because I was just trying to make sure that it was Sprite. Uh, yep. And I didn't notice any of that stuff. So, so thank yep. you for walking us through that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, Sprite Zapruder Minute, I, maybe we'll call this one. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get back to the movie. So Miyagi is concerned that Daniel isn't going to the dance. He thinks Daniel spends too much time by himself, and Daniel kind of responds with, like, 
I'm not by myself. I'm with you, which mm-hmm. is just surprisingly touching to me. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, Miyagi knows that, you know, uh, there's one thing this kid's not happy about. It's the fact that he, you know, he's not able to, uh, you know, assimilate into high school. He can't, he doesn't have friends his own age. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He's just, you know, these past six weeks, he's been just pruning buns, bonsai trees, you know, and uh, hanging out with the, you know, this old prune that he's, so yeah, we get this, uh, one of Miyagi's most famous quotes here. Uh, to make honey, young bee need young flower, not old prune. Please so, don't make honey with Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah, no honey here. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even try uh, and so Daniel says I don't have a costume anyway and Miyagi says if have costume you go and yeah like we said last time we've been in the shed like if you watch this again and again you'll notice that in the background you see those famous the shower costume parts have been hanging around the shed this entire time mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Directly yeah. And, and good yeah, exactly. Good, uh, good blocking on this uh, with the camera because it's it's literally just sitting right behind yep. him and above him. Yeah. Um, maybe you guys have brought this up before, but uh, I like I like that uh, uh, Miyagi never or doesn't often look at the person while they're speaking, mm. um, and then I, either while they're speaking or when he's speaking, and and when he's speaking and he's not, it. it it just seems to make his words seem more important. Um, and when he's listening, it makes it seem like he's really just focused in on hearing them. You, you know, maybe they're his ears over. I don't know. Maybe he's hard of hearing, but, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it had to have been a, a choice, uh, either by Pat Morita or, or the, the director. Um, but I, I just, I like the way it, it, it feels. Hmm. Yeah, this this moment definitely it it takes a moment with Miyagi in the foreground and Daniel in the background, and it looks like just Miyagi's you know thinking after he mentions that he, hey, I can go as the Invisible Man. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he, he gets this kind of like faraway look in his eyes, like he's he looks very serious though, you know. I don't know. <laughs> he uh, does. Yeah. Um. There's a little bit more uh, coloring inside the lines from the script that they cut out uh, because I don't know if you guys noticed, like he's just been calling these things bike accidents and his mom, he's been telling bike accident um, and uh, uh, Miyagi, you know, he, I don't think he's even talked about it and it'd be nice to know whether or not like in those six weeks he mentioned anything, but I think we get the impression that he hasn't opened up to Miyagi about the bullying, you know, he, he has been, he, he he's kind of hinting that he's avoiding and, you know, you can see he's looking scuffed up. His bike got scuffed up. So maybe he just assumes Miyagi's putting it together. Um, but, um, in the script, it says, uh, um, Daniel says, you remember those bike accidents? And Miyagi says, hi. And Daniel says, those weren't accidents. So like, unless I go as a visible man, I'd better, I'd be better off staying here. So, and, and, uh, and the way the script does it's like, as soon as he says, you know, I'd be better off staying here, they cut to the dance (laughs) and that's when you see the shower. (laughs) You cut before that you cut to, uh, Miyagi's, uh, his, uh, exit on his door and he just, he throws him out like jazz in the uh, Fresh Prince. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) 
<laughs> Get out. Um, yeah, no. So Miyagi says, Invisible Man. And Daniel says, you know, so, so no one would see me. And he says, ah. And so, yeah. And then we go. I don't know. Do you guys have anything else for this shed here? Uh, Done so much Miyagi shed time nope, in the past no. couple weeks. <laughs> now we're going to enter several weeks of the dance or <laughs> and the repercussions from the dance. So buckle up. It's going to be Halloween for a while. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Halloween dance. So uh, this wide shot here, um, I thought it was interesting. We see in the upper left-hand corner that they set up like a, a, a zombie football player prop. Like they whitened some sort of maybe like a punching doll's face or something and and dress it in a jersey. And of course the jersey is number sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> of but, course. Yeah. I, I would imagine the uh the jocks did that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, there's a lot of kind of like non, I mean, we, I, there, there's nondescript costumes cause I'm sure for licensing purposes, like they have a couple of Zoros here, <laughs> a couple of Zoros <laughs> and, and, uh, we see one, I, at least I throw a it, green hornet in there. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if you guys have the minute in front of you, but at second 33, there is a Cobra Kai in the left-hand corner of this wide shot. And I'm wondering if this is Johnny. Like dancing, mm. just his is mm. uh. Well, wait. It sure looks a, like a, isn't he a skeleton though? Yeah. Is the person dancing a skeleton? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. it's him. I think it uh, is. I, I thought you meant there was a Cobra Kai, as in like somebody just went in their gi to the to the. Dance. Oh no, <laughs> no. I used to do that all the time at Halloween. I just throw in my karate <laughs> gi. I'm a karate guy. Give me candy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think that's Johnny dancing. Um, maybe to add more dangers to this scene as the the shower, this like seven or eight foot shower is bobbing amongst them. <laughs> like how tall? I think that thing is like at least seven feet. It 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 soars over the heads of uh, many of these teenagers. Yeah, who probably wouldn't be able to see the faucet on top or the yeah. uh, the glitter yeah. water coming out. I like I like the glitter <laughs> yeah. water. That's a good good touch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's uh, either in the book or the the script that they just they didn't use glitter. It was like gray yarn that they had hanging from the the shower head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On the soundtrack, uh, we have we have a soundtrack selection here. Uh, the song "Please Answer Me" by Broken Edge, which I swear sounds like they're singing "Remember Me." I don't know if you guys. <laughs> Yes, it does. It's it's actually please answer me. Mm. Um, you know, I could only clock maybe one out of every ten words uh, from that song. <laughs> yeah, uh, the song is uh, yeah by the band Broken Edge. Uh, the song is not on the soundtrack, uh, but their song that comes up later is on the soundtrack. It's called No Shelter. No Shelter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, that's the song that they're playing when, you know, the action starts <laughs> later. So, um, so I, I, I think broken edge is actually just playing the dance, but I don't know who they are. I have zero information on broken edge. Oh, I was, I was hoping you, you found something. I, 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 I went in the rabbit hole and tried to pull something out about broken edge and, and, and maybe couldn't find a thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a lot of griping, like people really wanting, uh, this, a copy of the song, please answer me. Um, because it kind of goes into, uh, you know, and next week when Daniel and Allie are in there, uh, dancing with each other and, you know, people want every song that's in the movie, you know, to capture the, how, how, how it felt to watch the movie. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it just not being available made me want it all the more. Yeah. Right. Uh, I found a cover of it. I want to read the lyrics. Yeah. I found a cover of it on YouTube. It was by a girl. I did it, but you can find that out there, but yeah. And, and I also like, you know, these are the only two songs that broken edge seems to ever have made. (laughs) So, Again, it's just another one of those these anonymous bands that are on the soundtrack that there's just no information out there. And who knows? They could have been like L.A. bands that they had them come into the recording studio and, you know, they broke up a week later. You know, who, who knows? I have no idea. Credit <laughs> uh, it at gmail.com if anybody has any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have that wide shot and then we cut to... Allie, Susan, and Barbara. Guys, what are they dressed as? <laughs> <laughs> Themselves, I guess. <laughs> okay. Here, All right. Here's what I wrote down. Okay. Uh, leopard print punk rocker. <laughs> Susan, okay. Masquerader. <laughs> Masquerader. And, uh, Barbara. Allie. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Barbara, I just said, uh, putting on the Ritz. Ooh, putting on the Ritz. Yeah, I, I was thinking. Or Matt, do you have any ideas what you thought they were dressed as? I, I didn't even realize they were wearing costumes. Is <laughs> <laughs> clearly holding a mask in front of her face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very thought, low effort. <laughs> I thought Barbara was a magician because she had the top hat, and uh, uh, Susan oh, maybe like good. Madonna. <laughs> I don't know. And sure, Allie. Sure. I, Ali, I was just like, I have no idea, an angel or something. Um, but uh, according to uh, director John Avildsen, Ali was supposed to be dressed as Princess Leia. Uh, but I guess, you know, I, I assume that the rights cost too much for them to do that. But wouldn't that have been interesting? Her hair and those the iconic buns. Probably would have looked good. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, the, the outfit's the same, right? Yeah, I, they, I can see, see how what she's be. wearing it could be made into something like the one she, the dress she wears in the original star Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, some notes about costuming, by the way, uh, I have some stuff from the script and a little, little something from the book. (laughs) The script says a thousand costume kids gyrate to a hard rock number under a strobe. (laughs) (laughs) And, in in the script and in the book, it is Daniel find Daniel finds Allie. Allie never Allie doesn't find him. It, they changed that for the you know the movie. Uh, so the script goes on to say Daniel's eyes find Allie, a scantily clad harem girl dancing in a group. <laughs> what? That's Allie. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> a harem girl. <laughs> a harem girl. And the book actually said, goes on to say the costume showed off some of her best features. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think I, I like Allie is like wearing, I don't know, you know, like 
high socks and just you know the, her little hair pulled back and all. I mean, she just looks like a a, a varsity you know cheerleader girl. I I'll, throughout and then suddenly she's I'm a harem girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Daniel um asked Mr. Miyagi earlier that he he wouldn't go unless he was dressed as the Invisible Man. So Miyagi. Uh, uh, gives him a costume and let's see how it worked. Uh, let's see. The first line in this is, Hey, there's Daniel. (laughs) 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 I just think it's so funny. Like Allie immediately recognizes him. I I mean, Susan and Barbara are like, who, where, what? And Allie's like the shower. And they're like, how do you know? And he, she's just like, I just know. So, what, what what makes you guys think that Allie knew that the shower was Daniel? I don't even know if there's an answer you guys have for this one. No, there's well, literally no way she could have known. <laughs> Here's, okay, so first, it's Allie finding Daniel, not Daniel finding Allie. Uh, because, you know, you need to tell us that Allie's still even interested in this guy. Right. Uh, but, uh, Maybe okay. The only thing I can think of is he's been he's been uh, what's the word? Um, he's been hiding from her the entire time, mm-hmm. so she just assumed. Well, here's a costume that's completely hidden. Well, you know what? But everybody else has masks on and what have you. Never mind. It all broke down in my head. <laughs> she she in no way should know that that's Daniel. <laughs> Hey, look, there's Daniel, dressed as a harem girl. (laughs) There, that would have done it. (laughs) I just think it's so funny. A harem girl with Leia bunnies. That the, uh, to to be invisible, Daniel dresses up and, like, the most, like, the the most hugest costume at at the dance. I guarantee every single person at the dance will see that costume and be like, who's in there? And we'll want to see who's in there. It's not, definitely not something that's going to fade him into the background. I almost think that perhaps he should have dressed up as Zorro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, the Superman thing. He could have put on a pair of glasses and walked in there and everybody would have been like, what? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> you kid in town. Hi, I'm Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie. Uh, so Allie takes a flower rudely from Barbara's costume. And so she does say, may I, before she grabs it and runs off with it. And the girls exchange some quips here. Uh, I don't know what she sees in him. She must be into fungus. <laughs> and just the grimace on Susan's face when she utters that line. Just Yeah, yeah the way she says fungus is great. <laughs> yeah. Is is that an, an insult anyone's ever used? <laughs> really fungus. <laughs> Similarly to the later worm insult, like nobody yeah. nobody used these insults in the eighties, did they? I don't know. I am now taken aback by okay, there is a girl that looks like an anime girl that walks in front of the two of them, but there's also a guy that walks behind them. Who is wearing a polka of a red costume with white polka dots and what looks like a red trucker's hat on, on sideways on his head? What are these costumes? 
this is this is a costume made by what was available on set. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, oh, one thing is uh, in that in that establishing shot of the of the dance um, in the lower left hand corner, there is a uh, skeleton mask, mm. um, and that yeah. is a, a Don Post skeleton mask. Um, was used. Uh... Oh, I think you cut out. Oh. Am I, am I back? You're back. Don Post skeleton mask. Yeah, it was a yeah, Don Post skeleton mask. Um, one of the three used in. <laughs> this is going to be a bit. It here. really doesn't want you to get this fact there. <laughs> what are you serious? The Illuminati is stopping <laughs> this information from getting out. I, I, I is need the to Don hear this Post information. on the line right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> what what, what was right. used in? Well, it was used in uh, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. <gasps> one of the those oh, three masks. Yeah. When was that made? That was uh, 82. How interesting. I wonder if and, Halloween 3 was Columbia as well. It wasn't. Hmm. It was universal. But, uh, but the, right. the mask itself, so the, the one used in, in Halloween 3 was a slightly modified version, uh, modified by Don um, slightly modified version oh I uh, see. so like like the skeleton mask was readily available uh for sale so i, I don't think they had to they had to cooperate with universal <laughs> i just noticed there's a guy who looks like he's riding a rocket <laughs> going by yes, so he's the, not huh <laughs> oh, i was gonna say the patriotic guy in rocket <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe i don't know it's showing that there are there's some other large costumes that people might be paying more attention to. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you guys have anything else for this minute? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> all I have I, is all I have is a, a note for the. It says music is me, is meh. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of this tune. Not memorable. Right. Are you a fan of No I, Shelter? <laughs> that comes up later. Like, I like Pale Shelter by uh, Tears for Fears. All right, all right. You like they, to oh, there, get it. There, <laughs> there was one other thing um, that I liked seeing that you'll never see uh, in present day, and that was uh, they have some open flame candles. Uh, that oh, are they set do. Up. Yeah, and and that's just something you would never see anymore. Wow, you know those are open flame too. They're flickering back there. And yeah. to the left are streamers, and just above, behind, are balloons. <laughs> so, not the best idea. Happy Halloween. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, I know. This movie's about to turn into Carrie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait till uh, Johnny dumps pig's blood on Daniel. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, we have to ask you your Friday question, which is, um, you know, are there, what about this movie do you like? I mean, there's, is there anything later in the movie that you love or any of the sequels or the, or the remakes or any of that stuff? Uh, and, and this is kind of like your open uh, podium to uh, talk about whatever you'd like uh, with the franchise. It's not exactly All a right. great, great so, question. <laughs> you know, I, I I love this franchise. Um, it was on heavy rotation on HBO uh, when I was a kid. Yes. And and is just one of those movies that if it's on, 
I'm watching it. Uh, one, two, or three. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, okay. So things I love about this movie, I love the the growth we see in Daniel, but even more so, and this is only later on uh, in life. I love the growth you see in Johnny. Um, mm-hmm. the, there's an acting choice he makes with his eyes darting back and forth um, when he's talking to Crease at the tournament. Uh, that just it, it blows oh, me yeah. away from from kind of like an actor point uh, and just watching someone act and then you know the the end where he's got his his eyes filled with tears and he hands Daniel the trophy. It's just you know it's a bit of a redemption story for him too. He he has his own little hero's journey in this. Uh, Daniel has his hero's journey, obviously. Um, so I like that because I think one thing that a lot of people don't take into account is we're talking about high school students you know they make bad choices or they make you know quick decisions based on emotions uh you can't expect them to be right all the time and uh and you know that leads me to the next part and that's you know i want to thank you guys for giving me a reason to to buy season one and two of cobra kai (laughs) Uh, i really was just gonna watch one episode last night uh Mm -hmm. but uh ended up having to having to sit there and binge the entire uh, two seasons. Whoa, um, is what that a great the first show. time you saw it? It was the first time I had seen it. Oh, wow. Night. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I just, I, 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 must hear your I needed to know what it was like. Oh, oh, what a, what a brilliant show. Um, <laughs> so them specifically, that show specifically, they're, they're towing that line on, you know, who are you rooting for? Um, because it changes like, like, like Game of Thrones style, where it's just frustratingly good that they they keep you're rooting for someone one second, you're rooting for someone the other person the other second. Um, yeah. And I've always loved uh, uh, William Zabka, you know, just one of the guys. Um, mm-hmm. uh, back to school, you know. I, I'm mm-hmm. in. He was he was a guy I loved to hate, but also wanted to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, it's just kind of rare to see that in your villain <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah um but yeah cobra kai uh, um i cannot wait uh for the next season yeah i i i wish i want i do wonder if like uh by the time this podcast comes out that season three will be on netflix <laughs> no, that's true that's true <laughs> that's sometime we'll in the fall isn't it yeah I don't know. I mean, you know, they're releasing it on August 27th, the one and two. So I'm assuming that is a get ready for the new season because it's already filmed. It's Um, been in the can for like a year, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So. uh, Yeah. You know, it's it's enough fan service um, where, you know, you pick up on these little things and you feel like a smart person because you're like, hey, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And any show that can make you feel smart, well, come on. How are you not going <laughs> to love that? Yep. Yeah, I love the show, too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think back when I, was a, when I was a kid, though, like, I never could figure out what I liked more, the first or the second one. What, what, what do you think? Oh, I... I it's both so it, good to me. I don't know. Okay, this is... <laughs> Uh, this is uh from my from the perspective of a young major medina um <laughs> it was it was uh, it was part one 
because I liked uh, I liked Elizabeth Shue. Right. Yeah. 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 Adventures in yeah. babysitting. <laughs> right. Right. I wanted to see more Elizabeth Shue. Disappointed she didn't return. Mm. Well, fingers crossed for season three of Cobra Kai. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, oh, I know. <laughs> Her character was uh, was uh, hinted to be a surgeon of some some kind. Yeah, that could come in useful. I could. I could. Uh, there's oh, people wow. who probably already watched season three that are just like, ah, oh, these idiots. <laughs> or like, oh, they're so right on. <laughs> but, all right. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us this week, Major. You've been a great guest. I really appreciate you uh, uh, letting us know you wanted to be on the show. Um, so, so happy to have somebody who actually listens to the show. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, this was a blast. Uh, uh, thank you guys. You know, this is the, the first time I've guested on a, on a podcast. And, uh, you know, when I, I'd say about 10 minutes in, I was kind of relaxed and I was able to, to sit back a little bit more. Um, so, <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people kind of just uh, come on and they're just they're they get that relaxed feeling because I'm sitting there reading to them for hours and hours. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's called a nap coming on. And I, I hope the listeners uh, use oh. use our podcast as almost like an ASMR before bed kind of thing. So, well, it's nice having someone else do all the heavy lifting in, in terms of <laughs> research, isn't it? <laughs> i know matt right uh, <laughs> matt's like yeah i'm here man what 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 yeah i just gotta show up man i'm the uh dialect expert i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh all right uh it is definitely time for us to disappear uh so yeah thanks again major uh let people know again where they can find you on the interwebs all right. So all I got going on is my uh, my podcast, a weekly podcast called Reflex Point, a Robotech podcast. We uh, review and discuss this, the uh, series one episode at a time. There's 85 episodes. We're on uh, episode 11 at this point. Um, so join us. please find us and join us if you love Robotech. And if you don't just interested in it, um, you know, I think us talking about it for an hour on the, on the first episode will give you an idea of whether you're going to enjoy watching it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to, uh, or no, wait, that's not part of Robotech. I was going to ask if you're going to review, do you remember love the movie, but that's, that's background. Uh, you know what? We, we probably are. We're, we're probably okay. going to hit all those movies. Uh, cool. um, I, I don't know if we're going to do those as one-offs or uh, how exactly we're going to approach it, but yeah, we're thinking about it. <laughs> but I, right. I definitely do want to do the movies. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Major. And uh, everybody, tune in next week when we find out who the real chicken is at this dance. And until <laughs> next time. She must be in the fungus. Ha, ha, ha.